Brilliant Misfits, Episode 64, with Caroline Southwell. It's a game changer because then it starts to become obvious what we need to do to be able to honour the truth of who we were born to be, the truth of who we are at a deep level, beyond the conditioning. Hello and welcome to Brilliant Misfits, talks with women who are the renegades, the creatives, the entrepreneurs, the artists who didn't fit in and how they've turned it around by courageously following the beat of their own heart. We'll be discussing all things creative, mindful, and artful to inspire you to do it your way and be brilliant with your host, Asia Kennedy. The episode today is with Caroline Southwell. Caroline helps humans to love who they are and make the world a better place through being themselves. Now that means a lot to me because this show is all about being true to you and finding your brilliance and bringing that into the world. Caroline is a speaker, she's a writer, a coach, and she will say what no one else is brave enough to say. And she does that with a lot of compassion, a lot of uh, ability to see you where you're at and help you to grow into the best version of you. Now in the show, we talk a little bit about something called human design. And it's a tool, it's a it's a tool that she uses a lot when she works with her clients, and it helps her to bring out their strengths, to align to what strategies and what authority works best for them in creating a life of joy and creating a life that's embodied. So I want to get right into it with her so she can share a little bit about her personal journey and also talk about this wonderful system called human design. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Brilliant Misfits. Thank you for joining me today. Today, I'm excited. I'm always excited because I have the most brilliant guests who share wonderful wisdom and insights and hopefully inspire you to be true to yourself. And today, my guest is Caroline Southwell. And Caroline is a beautiful person who really the essence of the work she does is to help people wake up to the truth of who they are. But it's in how she does it that I want to get into with you today because she has much to share about her own personal journey, feeling like she didn't belong or questioning where do I fit in and I think that's something that we can all relate to and she has a lot to share about that. So let's just get right into it. Welcome Caroline. Thank you, gorgeous. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes, I'm so excited to have you on. So I'd love to start a little bit because I know you've had lots and lots of experiences in your short time here on the planet so far. And those experiences have brought you to this moment in time. And I'd love if you would share some of those particularly highlights of your past personal events or situations that brought you to the work that you do today. Ooh. <laughs> I know, big okay. question. Yeah, and I'm like, okay, the um the part of me that wants us to share twelve million things, I'm like <laughs> telling her to be succinct right now and focus in on a few key things. So I I'm noticing what what is is flashing up for me and there's a there's a few interesting things. Um one has been that like I'm I'm only thirty six, so I am I'm fairly young for you're right, the number of experiences I've had have been pretty numerous and um and wide. Um and 
it's interesting. I've spent the last maybe seven years in business. And part of that time in business, I have had part-time jobs. Um, and starting with my first job at about the age of 14, um, over that period of time, I've had at last count 50 jobs in 12 industries. Um, and, and I think that's pretty unique. It's, it's pretty different. And I know that that has been part of me trying to learn who I am, what I'm here to do, um, and trying out lots of things. Um, and that's, that, that's definitely pretty unique. I don't know that many people who have had that many different kinds of jobs. Um, and even what I've done in business has changed significantly over those seven years. Um, so that, that's an interesting thing that I'd love to share with the audience. Um, another is some of the, the challenges that I've chosen to take on. I really love running, running in the bush. Um, it gave me a lot of it was a great. I didn't realize it as a as a young person, as a as a you know teenager and young adult. But it's really one of the key ways that I could connect to the divine or to source um, is running in the bush on beautiful twisting trails. And so over the years, that led me to um, become an a, an amateur ultra marathon runner. And so I've done some very very long races um, in the last sort of eight years or so um, and that in itself uh, anyone who runs an ultra marathon Asia will tell you when you finish the run you are not the same person as who you started out as because it is hours and hours and hours and hours of um, moving time and time to reflect and sometimes lots and lots of hours of being alone um, so the there's been some there's been some interesting things where I have just sort of stumbled forward, like in in the many different types of jobs and the 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 many iterations of my business. And then there's been things that I have very deliberately gone after, like choosing to do my first hundred kilometer run and um, choosing to navigate the challenge of being able to train for that kind of event and and step into it. Um, there are of course lots and lots of other experiences that I've had in that time I've done lots and lots of travel um so I've spent time living in in other countries outside of Australia um really I'm a, a hodgepodge of experiences and reflection that's led to who I am I don't know if that really answered your question <laughs> yeah no it does because you know I think that our path in life isn't this straight line you know it to me it's like a tapestry and there are all these threads and the threads weave together and you know we end up in a place and we go wow but we can see sometimes you know on reflection that like you know perhaps the running and the challenges you faced um has given you something that you actually bring into your business and let's jump forward to talk a little bit about what it is you're doing in your business today so that we can weave those threads together sure so I work with mostly women who are really committed to create change in the world and they know it starts with themselves. Um, so often I will attract women who are coaches, healers, facilitators, therapists, um, people who serve people, help people. Um, and I'm, the work that I'm doing, whether it's through one-on-one -on -one coaching 
or it's live group coaching or it's workshops or even just through my my writing and my blog posts or my videos, um, there's a really strong teaching component. So there's there's an aspect of coaching with just an unraveling and an asking questions and a helping a person get to the core of what they do, um, but it goes hand in hand with the teaching the next the next one tool or the next one lesson that I feel like that woman or that person needs in order to wake up to the truth of who they are, um, and everyone needs. Uh, a slightly they need a different teacher or a different tool or a different resource when they come to me so every conversation I have with somebody is different uh, because they all need different things and they need it described in different ways so one of the things that I've come to realize I'm very gifted at is being able to meet somebody where they're at and with my strong connection to my own intuition um, I'm able to tell what it is that they need next. Um, That's so, a pretty powerful gift, isn't it? It's a really powerful gift. And I imagine you've had this gift, but you didn't even realize that you could actually see people the way you do. Yeah, I think that, well, like anybody who is in, you know, along the process of waking up, Asia, I think that as as we peel away the conditioning, the learnt behaviour, the shoulds, mm. yeah, who we think we should be, the power of who we naturally are, the power of who we were born to be um, unfolds in front of us. And I, I, I do feel like some of the things that I do now are skills that I have developed through trial and error and practice and a pursuit of excellence. Um, and some of them are things that I was probably just naturally gifted at but kind of got covered by the shoulds and the conditioning. So there are definitely some things that I am better at now just because I made it a priority to practice them. And I realise that there are some things that I do naturally, easily, effortlessly, and I've actually done my whole life but I just didn't realise it. It wasn't until somebody else pointed out to me, like, Carolyn, you're really good at connecting people. I'm like, oh, am I? Oh, you're really good at like um, like working out the, you know, taking something really complicated and pulling the the, um, the key points out and communicating it simply. I'm like, oh, am I? So it's, it, you know what it's like, Aisha. You know, sometimes we need the people outside of us to tell us what we're great at. <laughs> and yeah. then we go, oh, yeah, I just, I just do that naturally. I just do that the way I breathe. Like, can't everyone do that? Well, apparently not. <laughs> exactly. It's like you're in the forest, but you can't really see the trees. But other people can look and say, yeah, you, you're good at this. And, and we need that reflection sometimes. I want, to get, I want to just tap on what you said about, you know, the should be's. Because I think, in a way, we live in a world of belonging. We all want to belong. And sometimes that desire to really fit in and belong, well, it, um. I'll have to just speak personally, like in my own experience, that's made me go off of my own path, which I was exploring. I didn't even know what that was. Like, who am I? What am I here to do? Those questions that you mentioned before. But getting caught up in looking around to what society, what's prevalent in society, and if you don't actually fit into that, then the question is like, how do you fit in? Where do you fit in? And um, what I'm doing, <laughs> as you might guess, I'm leading into this wonderful work you do 
called human design. And I'd love you to share a little bit about what that means and what it meant for you personally to come upon this system. Mm. Thank you. So what did it mean personally for me to come along the system? Um, what I loved about finding human design, and for anybody who's not aware of the system, it is a, it's a typing system that is based on time, date, and location of birth. And I have found it more useful than any other quote-unquote typing or personality profiling or system for understanding humans. I've found it more helpful than any of the others that I've ever come across. Hmm. Um, I concur. I agree. <laughs> yeah, it's, it, it, it's, it's profoundly life-changing. Um, and I don't say that lightly. Um, it is, yeah, it's profound. And the impact that it's had on my life has been profound. Um, and it, it came into my life because one of my clients who was and is a, an intuitive body worker had had a session um, based around her human design chart and she said, oh, Carolyn, I think you'd really like this. Why don't you check it out? And I looked at the chart and Aisha, you'll know this. You look at the chart and you go, this looks like hieroglyphics. What the heck do I do with this? <laughs> um, but as I started to um, to get some interpretation of the chart, I, I uh, worked my way through some of the basic parts of the chart. Uh, I was blown away by understanding how where I had things in common with other people and where I was profoundly different to other people. And you know, what does it mean to be this type called a projector? Um, how do I use my decision-making um, authority as this emotional person? Um, and I think when human design is really helpful in terms of showing us who we were born to be and then it becomes pretty obvious where we are behaving according to conditioning. And so back back to this question about like, well, well, where do we fit in? Where do we belong as our own unique version of a misfit? I think that as I have used that information from human design to better understand myself and know where I'm acting in a way that's true with who I was born to be and where I'm behaving with conditioning, I can peel away that conditioning, let it go, drop the shoulds, you know, undo some of that learnt behaviour that's not energetically aligned to who I'm, who I was born to be, and then through that, through following my strategy and authority in human design, um, some of the the key key pieces of terminology that people learn very quickly, um, I naturally find my people because we have this like innate guidance system within our within our being that just naturally guides us to the correct work, the correct way of working, to the correct relationships, to the correct opportunities. Um, it's all built in and it's actually our conditioning and our learnt behaviour that gets in the way of that. It's our, our conditioning and our learnt behaviour that gets us stuck and frustrated and resentful and angry and disappointed with life. And there is this natural, easy way of navigating our way to those communities that we'll belong, we belong in, um, the relationships that are correct. And 
And we can find that through following what our human design chart tells us. Um, so that's, you know, I, I, I really love the system for its ability to highlight quite quickly when you, when somebody understands the basics of the chart. Okay. This is the, this is truth. Oh, okay. This thing I'm doing, that's conditioning. Great. Then I, it's really clear to me what I can let go or with my clients, what I can, um, direct them to let go of because it's not true for them. Mm. Yeah, I think I, I love the system as well. And I think that, um, you know, I was very affected by conditioning. Um, as a human design, I have a lot of open centers. And um, I hope this is piquing your curiosity when it's not just talking here and you don't understand. Please do go, go and look it up and we'll share that with you how you can do that. But um, I think that the key essence of it is that like you say, being able to understand like who you were born to be helps peel away the conditioning. And I think that's what we're all striving to be going towards. And and as someone who might have felt like, oh, I don't know where I fit in. I don't know where I belong. Um, having that sort of a tool to show you, well, this is, this is a possibility of where you can really excel. And this is where you shouldn't go because you're going to just feel yuck. I think that system of peeling away all that conditioning and, and being able to listen more deeply to that internal guidance system is incredibly helpful. Now, everybody is different, not, you know, there's not like a, a million different designs. There's only a few. Is that correct? Well, there's several levels to the human design chart. So at the, at the top level of type, which is where we start for everyone, there is five types. Uh, there are five types. Um, some people teach four. I like to teach five because I find that pure generators and manifesting generators are, are different enough that I want them to be um, – I want to coach them differently. Um, but then very quickly you go down into seven different inner authorities. And so you've already split that group of five into further groups. Um, and then, again, you go down into profile and there are 12 different profiles. So you can imagine if you split – you know, you go five groups, but then you split those again into seven, like taking into account seven inner authorities and then split them again based on 12 profiles. Um, you already have, I haven't done the numbers, but you've already got a whole bunch of different groups there, just there with, with three um, layers of depth or complexity. And human design goes much deeper than that because then you have different configurations of, as you said, the centers um, you have different incarnation crosses. The incarnation cross or the life theme, there are 192 incarnation cross is, crosses. Um, so, you know, I, I have heard people go, oh, well, I don't know, you can't just put me in a group of one to five people. Like that's even worse than horoscopes that only do one to 12. But just like with astrological signs, you know, your sun sign puts you in one of 12, but then immediately, well, where was your moon? Where was your north node? Where was your south node, etc. There's There's a lot, there's a lot of space to go down to an infinite level of um, difference. So the only way that you're going to have, there's only going to be a, a handful of people across the world who have a chart identical to you, right? And that means that literally, they were being born in the same place at the same time. Well, literally, like within 
if, if we looked at right now, if we said maybe for about five, maybe let's say 15 minutes, for 15 minutes maybe, depends on what the planets are doing, for the next 15 minutes right now across the world, all the babies that are born in the next 15 minutes might all have the human same human design chart. Like even down to really small detail like gates, channels, lines, and now we're getting into quite small detail. Mm. Um, however, then each of those people are born into different families and they have different conditioning. And their conditioning is going to affect how they live out their um, human design. Because the, the truth of the matter is, Aisha, that all of us are a combination of who we were born to be and who we've been conditioned to be. And our, it's easy for us to look at our conditioning from childhood and go, oh, those things I learned from mum and dad, it's so bad, it places limits on me. But some of the conditioning that we received was good. And ultimately, we needed that conditioning because we needed to learn how to walk and talk and eat. And that's all conditioning. Yeah. So this, as, as I work with clients, I spend some time like peeling back the conditioning but we're only really dropping the conditioning that's getting in the way of them being like healthy, happy, wise. And when I say happy, I just mean like emotionally healthy. We don't need to be happy and positive and sunshine and rainbows all the time. But, uh, you know, but healthy, healthy, wealthy and wise, let's say that. Um, and there, I think I probably got a bit lost on that train. So, well, I like what you said about conditioning is a learning. I think that's a wonderful perspective mm. because it's true. You know, we we often look at our conditioning as something to change or get rid of, but really it's more about being aware of it, isn't it? It's it's a learning and it's about awareness of it. It's not good or bad. Yeah, well, I, I think there's space for us to look at. Uh, I like to step out and recognize that nothing is good or bad. It just is. Mm. Um, but sometimes there are things that we do want and sometimes there's things that we don't want. Like, so if I look, if we, sh we share a more personal thing for, for the time being, um, like I, uh, my parents didn't have great money habits as a child. And my very first memory of money was mum and dad looking at a, at a bank statement and being really stressed about money. So then my learned behavior was, oh, money is this thing that there's not enough of and we stress about, right? Mm. So then I had a pattern of worrying about money and never having enough, right? That was a conditioning or a learned behavior. But I also learned from my parents to love all humans regardless of whether, like what skin color, what ethnicity, what language they speak, what religion they believe in, um, to love the planet and look after it, to recycle, to compost, to reduce waste. That was all conditioning as well, right? So I look at the conditioning that I received and go, some of it I choose to keep and some of it I choose to change. And, you know, I could look at any of them and label them as good or bad, but instead I look at them and I go, okay, I learned all of these things. Um, are, are there some in there that I just choose to keep? and others that I choose to change. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, that's a, a great way of looking at that. Now, I also know that you say you've been in business for seven years. I know that you work with a lot of women who are in business, who are entrepreneurs, um, and you have been able to take this wonderful work that you've studied 
um, and apply it and help people in, in their business. Can you give us an example of that or talk about that a little bit? Yeah, one of my clients that I work with at the moment is a reflector in the human design system. And reflectors are, are super rare. They're about 1% of the population. And they, um, they're designed to move really, really slowly. Like so slowly, they're designed to take a whole lunar month to make a decision. And um, I use this, this particular client as an example because I know that she's, she's happy to be known as a client um, and, um, and for me to talk about her, um, her successes. Um, but literally the first launch that she decided to do in the time that we, we have been working together, um, she was able to do a four-figure launch for the first time ever um, and she actually sold to 5% of her email list, which anyone who knows um, uh, like conversion rates, it, that's really, really high to sell to an email list. A lot of people struggle to get 1% or 2%. Um, and the reason that she was able to do that was partly some of the, the great business um, strategies that she'd learnt in, in business but a big part of it, she felt, was because her and I took the time to honour that she is designed to move slowly and instead of trying to make quick decisions, she took the whole lunar month to work out which was the correct idea to implement because she has lots of ideas all the time and she spends time meditating every day. We've really increased her level of focus on self-care, which has had a huge impact for her. And it meant that she could go from like having a really great podcast and doing really great work, but she wasn't from a money perspective. She hadn't been making a lot of headway. And so this was a really big um, breakthrough for her when she could make a launch that was a, a four figure launch for her. That was really big. That was really exciting. Um, and we did it by slowing down. Because we live in a fast-paced world and to try and tell 1% of the population you need to take a whole lunar month to make any important decisions, it's like saying, oh, can you just grow some wings and fly now, please? <laughs> like it's really hard <laughs> and it feels impossible. But that was what she needed, you know. Now I want to contrast that to – contrast and compare that to another client that I spent uh, 14 months working with one-on-one -on -one every week, um, we did quite short calls because she's a manifesting generator and anyone who knows about the system will know that manifesting generators are like energizer bunnies. They can juggle multiple things all at once. Um, she's designed to make decisions in the moment. So literally I can ask her a question and she knows right away whether or not to do it. So she can make really big important decisions very, very quickly. Um, and I was able to help her in that process um, get back in touch with her emotions again to be able to feel what was true for her and stop making so many decisions from her mind and get back in touch with her body so then she could be making the correct decisions for herself from a, a body wisdom place. Um, and so very, very different women, um, their charts are very, their human design charts are very, very different. But because I had that chart for them, I could go, okay, you know, client one, we need to slow you down. Client two, I'm going to go as fast as you can go. Let's do it. What do you need? I would also give them totally different amounts of homework. 
So the reflector I would only speak to once a fortnight and I would give her one piece of homework. The manifesting generator I would speak with once every week and I would give her four or five items of homework every single week because she's like, because she could just do so much so fast. Mm. Um, and they both made amazing headway, but I need to coach them completely differently. I think that, thank you for sharing that. You know, I think what that really is highlighting, what I get from that is like how different and unique we are. And when we are aligning to what we're here to do, it's not so much just aligning to what we're here to do, but knowing how to do that, how to align with what we're here to do and what we're, how we're meant to do it. Because it's very, very different from what you're saying. Like one person works this way and one person works that way. And if they go against that, I imagine it's not going to work very well at all. Oh, no, absolutely not. Like if, if I ask the manifesting generator to wait even a week, not a month, a week, um, then the kind of she's not going to be in a good position to make a, a good decision because she's lost her connection to what her body told her her truth was and then she'd be stuck up in her mind um, because people who are designed to make decisions quite quickly, if they're given a lot of time, then their mind kicks in and goes, oh, well, you should do this or you shouldn't do that or, or if you do this, then all these bad things are going to happen. Um, and what we're trying to do, Aisha, is we're trying to get out of the mind and come back into what the body is telling us. Um, and yeah, and then if I had asked the reflector to move anywhere near as fast as the manifesting generator, um, that's going to be really bad for her health and she's not going to make the right decisions because literally she needs to track with the moon. Mm. Mm. Yeah, I love how you're bringing it back to the body. I mean, we all know it, you know, we know like things come from a deeper place, not from the mind. And yet we get so caught up in trying to work out our lives and do things from that mental space. So yeah. do you have any tips around that? Like, you know, people who are listening today and or listening to this podcast at any time, um, what, what would be a really good suggestion to help people to remember to be in the body and, and not come from that mind place and making their decisions from that mental space? Uh, well, I think actually the most help anyone listening can do to start off with is if they haven't got their human design chart to get it because the, the ways that I would help somebody to um, get back into their body, I, I make all of my recommendations based on seeing somebody's chart. Mm. Um, I mean, of course, all of us can practice mindfulness. All of us can practice you know, a meditation of some description. I don't think there is one meditation that everyone needs to do. I think you find one that works for you. Um, I, you know, all of us can be moving our body in a way that brings us joy. I think that that's another key thing. You know, moving your body in a way that brings you joy is going to help you be in contact with your body. Um, you, simple things like um, self-care, like increasing self-care, um, and in a, in a less direct route is actually using a, a belief change tool, whether it's, you know, EFT or faster EFT or, um, you, you know, working with a kinesiologist or, um, you know, using some of the NLP processes, like using doing some mental body, you know, the you know, we've got multiple bodies. So the, the anything that we can do that clears out, junk from the mental body, um, junk from the, uh, the energetic body um, is going to help us to, to get 
back better in touch with the physical body. Um, but I do think that it is such a service to people, to themselves, to get their free human design chart because even to just learn the basics, to know to know what the type, strategy, inner authority, um, and to a lesser degree, not as essential but also but can be quite helpful, is to understand the profile and a, and a little bit about what each of the centres mean, the, you know, the shapes on the chart, um, but particularly type, strategy, and authority. Um, it's a game changer because then it starts to become obvious what what we need to do to be able to honour the truth of who we were born to be, the truth of who we are at a deep level, you know, beyond the conditioning. Mm. And before you discovered what you were in the human design, you know, was your personal experience different? Were you trying to do something against your, you know, profile, your type, your authority without knowing it? Oh, and- my God, where do I start? Yes, <laughs> yes, 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 and yes. <laughs> My experience of life before and after human design is like, you know, like being on the planet, you know, before and after the the birth or death of, you know, a, a, a major change-making um, human like Jesus Christ or Buddha or, um, I don't know, you know, like before or after meeting Mother Teresa or Nelson Mandela or like profound, <laughs> like I am different, I am so different. Mm. Um, you know, there's like Carolyn before human design and Carolyn after human design um, because there is so much that I didn't understand about myself and how I'm designed to navigate life. Um, you know, as a projector like you, Asia. I am not designed to work full-time. I don't have capacity, energetic capacity to work full-time. Um, even if it's the thing that I love, I don't have capacity to, to work full-time hours. Yeah. Um, whereas a generator or manifesting generator, they do. <laughs> they can work full-time hours doing what they love and raise children and still have energy to have sex with their partner. And that's all like the work baby sex energy. That energy is all housed in the same center. You know, I'm in the 32% of the population that doesn't have access, a regular, consistent access to that energy. So, you know, I, I was trying to, on, on some deep level, I thought there was something wrong with me. I thought, why can the rest of my family, who are all generators and manifesting generators, why can they all work, work full-time? Um, what's wrong with me? How come I can't hold down a full-time job? You know, this was in part of my why I had 50 jobs um, thing story Mm. um and I just I mean that was just one example like I I thought there was something wrong with me I didn't understand why I why I would get burnt out and why I would get sick and why I would get so bitter about my experience of work well it's just because I'm not here to work I'm here to guide the energy of others um you know other things like I have I, I would so often see in a situation or a conversation or with a person what thing needed to be fixed or changed or remedied or healed or improved. But as you would know, Aisha, for us as projectors, we need to, our strategy is to wait for the invitation. We need to be invited. So I can, I can share amazing wisdom and insights and feedback if somebody invites me 
to tell them. But if they haven't invited me, then they don't want to know and I need to keep my mouth shut. And one of the most powerful things that was said to me very, very early on is projector, learn to shut up. And it was really hard to hear it at the beginning, but I got really good at practicing, keeping my mouth shut, listening, watching, noticing, and then noticing when somebody invited me and knowing whether or not they truly wanted me to share what it is that I could see. Because I can see a lot. I'm designed to see a lot, but most people don't want to hear it. Mm. So it was such a relief to get good at and to realize just because I can see it doesn't mean I have to say it. <laughs> yep, can totally relate to that as well. And, I, and also I just, you know, it's so important what you're saying is like when – you are following what you're designed to do. There is an ease, there's this sort of like joy that comes through. And when like, and if you're trying to be something you're not, which is something I've done my whole life, because I see these people working hard and doing all this. And of course, I couldn't do it either. And to come to peace with, well, that's just not me. That's not how I'm designed. I'm designed to do this other thing. So I think it's a, a profound system. Would you like to share with the listeners how they can go and get their free chart? Is that appropriate? Or Yeah, totally. Yeah? But yeah, and I'd love to because I want to make sure that they can find it. So I have tried uh, lots of different websites. There are probably a dozen, at a guess, of, um, of websites that people can use. My suggestion at at the, this point in recording in November 2017 um, is com. J-O-V-I-A-N-A-R-C-H-I-V-E.com. Hopefully I've spelled that correctly. Um, and Jovian Archive is the official website um, for – uh, that was created by Ra, like Ra Uruhu, who was the uh, the man who um, channeled this information into the world in the first place 30 years ago. Um, and Jovian Archive has a link on it that says get your free chart. Um, and part of the reason I like it is because it is Ra's official site, um, but also because the user interface is very, very simple and I find that people get a little bit lost um, on different websites when they put in their information. Maybe they put the date format in incorrectly. And I've just seen it so many times that people don't, like, pay enough attention to, to get the information right. And I just find that that, um, that user interface really easy. So jovianarchive.com and get your free chart. Um, and it's worth noting in there, it doesn't matter what your name is, whether your name has changed since birth, whether you've, changed it because you got married or you changed it because you, you know, woke up to a new version of you, um, pop in whatever name works for you. But it is important that you put the time in in 24-hour time and that the time of birth is exact to the minute. Um, and, uh, I, Aisha, I will actually give you a link um, to put in the show notes if we can for a video I did of what to do if you don't have your exact time of birth because it's the most common frequently asked question that I get um, and I created a YouTube video to answer that question to help people navigate that because if you don't have the correct time of birth, you won't necessarily get the right chart and then um, this information isn't useful to you unless you have the, the correct chart. So if we could do that, that would be um, helpful to the listeners. 
Sure, I'd love to do that. So yes, um, both the jovianarchive.com will be listed on the show notes and the video that Caroline just mentioned. So yeah, that's brilliant. And also, if people want to get in touch with you, Caroline, what's the best way they can get in touch with you? Uh, the simplest would be to email me, caroline at carolinesouthwell.com. Um, you will be, uh, just by t- plugging my first name, uh, my full name into Google, I currently take up most of the first page of Google, great, gratefully. Um, and that will link you probably to my website, carolinesouthwell.com. Um, and otherwise, I have, you know, information on Facebook on the, the Facebook page. Um, there's, there's quite a few things that are in movement, changing at the moment, uh, but I, I do not see myself changing my name anytime soon. So as long as people have my full name um, they sh- and know, know what I look like, which I think you'll have a photo on next to the, um, the podcast anyway, I'll be fairly easy to find. Um, and otherwise, caroline at carolinesouthwell.com. Wonderful. Thank you so much, Caroline. It was a wealth of information. I hope you enjoyed listening and I hope you do go and and look up your chart and read a little bit about human design. And of course, Caroline is such an expert. She's a wonderful teacher. And as she said, her natural gift is to guide the energy of others. And she really is on a mission to help people wake up to the truth of who they are. And she does it in such a beautiful, gentle and direct way, I must say. She'll just say it like it is. So if you want to get in touch with her, the information will be on the show notes. Thank you so much, Caroline, for joining me today. Thanks, Aisha. Thank you all for being here today. If you enjoyed the episode, please go to iTunes and give it a review and subscribe. And don't forget to join our private Facebook group, Brilliant Misfits, and for more information on living a creative life, www.asiakennedy.com.